All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of our Worth It podcast. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Cliff Cole, who is a former superintendent here in Paulding County School District, where Andy and I both work. Uh, Also a dear friend to both of us, a mentor, somebody I just value and has done so much for me and Andy in our careers, but more importantly, personally, uh, from a family standpoint, just an unbelievable guy. We're going to jump into his career and talk through a lot of different segments today. But uh, we just want to welcome you to the show, show Mr. Cliff Cole, and and say thank you for being here. Uh, thank you guys for inviting me. It's uh, great seeing both of you, and uh, just uh, privileged and honored to be uh, be a part of this today. So thank you. And the most important thing we want to talk about before we kind of dive into the career paths and and all those things, but tell us a little bit about your family. You know, I've I've sat down with you so many times and I've asked for advice about family and I just want to kind of get our listeners involved with your family and what they mean to you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, married to uh, my best friend, Tara. Uh, we've been married uh, be 25 years in July. Uh, we have two uh, wonderful boys. Both of them graduated from went fully through the Paulding County school district. So uh, Shelton, uh, and uh, McClure, and then both graduated from North Paulding High School. Uh, my oldest, Tyler, is 20, 23. Uh, Tyler just graduated from Georgia Tech. Uh, very proud of him. And uh, I know Ryan's a big tech guy, but uh, he uh, he's working uh, with AT&T as a network engineer, doing very well for himself. And then my younger son, Riley, is uh, 21, and he is at Georgia College State University. He has his second year there, his third year in college. His first year, he went down to Florida Southern for a year uh, and then transferred back up here. So uh, as you guys know, Andy's Andy's children are a little older than yours, Ryan. But, um, you know, as they get older, um, you start uh, uh, craving time with them and just, you know, and, and cherish every second that you have with them. Uh, it kind of goes back to, I don't know if you guys know the song Cats in the Cradle by Jim Croce. I mean, man, it is, uh, that's, that, that is so true. You know, your kids grow up and, uh, uh, you know, you look back and time has just flown by. So, but very, very proud of both of them. And you have some awesome kids, awesome wife. You just put it all, put it all together. Just, just what they mean to me. And, you know, they're just an awesome family and we're going to dive into it. Um, with your career and how you balance all that but uh gosh what a family well thank you thank you yeah mr colin uh again thank you so much for jumping on here with ryan and i obviously this is uh you know been a neat endeavor for both of us as we've um you know kind of matched you know ryan's uh dream uh to raise money for a great cause and, and get some awesome people on here and um so when he told me you know you were coming on i was super excited and on a personal note i just want to tell you thank you for everything you did for me um obviously young in my career as a head football coach and and then into athletics and into athletic administration and 
assistant principal. And, and so you've been super supportive. I know a, as a superintendent uh, and in, even in, in your retirement life. Um, and so I just greatly appreciate everything you do for us. Um, first question I have for you is just kind of walk us through your career uh, and your career path. Obviously, you know, I don't know of too many people that get into education and, you know, in the very first day they're like, Hey, my, my dream and aspirations is to be the superintendent of a, of a, you know, a large school district such as Paulding County. So just kind of take us through your, uh, you know, your professional path. Yeah. I, uh, very similar to both of you guys. Uh, and I'll tell you my, my desire going in was never, I never thought about being a superintendent. Uh, I started out, uh, uh, gosh, many years ago, 1987, as a physical education teacher at Dickerson Middle School in neighboring county. Um, worked for a familiar last name to both of you guys, Carol Kell, uh, which was Corky Kell's wife, uh, just an awesome administrator. Uh, so Carol used to, Miss Kell used to have us do our goals every year and would meet with us at the end of the year. And I just remember after my second year uh, teaching, she sat down with me to go over my goals. And I told her I was going to start back uh, to school, work on my um, uh, degree, my master's degree in physical education. Um, my my goal, to be honest with you, was to be a head baseball coach. I mean, that was that was my dream. Uh, so I started teaching in 1987. Um, I taught for six years. I taught physical education those six years. Middle school, I tell people I had the perfect job. I taught six classes a day three preps, typically just fun, went to the high school and coached at the end of the day. Uh, my first coaching position was with Ray Broadway. And uh, Andy, I'm sure you remember Coach Broadway just from, you know, your time with your dad and so forth. Uh, but but Ray gave me an opportunity to coach football. Um, I coached at Pope. I did football, baseball, and wrestling. Uh, the first, uh, I guess it was the first three years. Then I dropped back to just baseball and football as assistant coach. And uh, then my last two years as I was teaching and working on my degree, um, I coached just baseball at Walton High School. And uh, you guys have uh, Dennis Jordan there. So uh, Coach Jordan gave me an opportunity to come over and, and work with uh, with him. I, I tell people I was his good luck charm because my first year there, we won the state championship. And just put in a plug for Coach Jordan. I learned more baseball about uh, from from Coach Jordan than my whole life. In honest, I mean he he was more than a coach; he was a teacher of baseball. If that makes sense. So, uh, but anyway, so I, like I said, taught six years, coached six years, went to administration uh, in middle school, and I spent two years there, and just did not feel like that was where I wanted to be. So. Uh, request to go back down to elementary school and uh, transferred to, uh, I, I went to administration at Mabry Middle School and then went to Hayes Elementary School. Um, spent two years there as assistant principal and uh, decided I wanted uh, some other opportunities. So I had an opportunity to uh, come out to Paulding. Uh, my first year there, which was in 1997, I was half-time administrator at Hiram Elementary School and half-time administrator at New Georgia Elementary. And as you guys can imagine, it's <clears throat> probably the easiest administrative job you could have because you're split. So you're just handling day-to-day -day stuff. But at the same time, it was probably the most frustrating job I had too, because you really couldn't get ingrained in the school, the community, because you're only there you know, a couple of days a week. So I 
there was an opportunity for me to go full-time as an elementary principal at Nebo. So I went there for a year, worked under Brian Roberts, um, great, great administrator, and uh, spent a year there. And then I went to Shelton Elementary School as principal, different school when I was there. Uh, remember, we were excited when we got over 600 students. Um, and we did a little small addition back then. And, and as you guys know, Shelton's just so massive now with the growth there. Uh, but spent four years as principal there. Probably my favorite administrative job. Uh, just enjoyed, uh, you know, leading the school. And then uh, 1993, I came to uh, the district office as middle school operations director and athletic director. And then from there, uh, just, uh, you know, my roles changed there every few years. And, uh, you know, assistant superintendent for operations, then uh, associate superintendent. And then in 2010, I was named superintendent for Paulding County and then uh, retired in 20. 17 as superintendent. And that's a, an absolutely amazing story. And, and as you were talking, you know, it, it, I was literally having flashbacks of Ryan and I's path, you know, is obviously, um, you know, very, very similar, you know, we got into this business for athletics as well with Ryan being a basketball coach, obviously me being a football coach. And, and that was all on my mind. And, you know, and here we are in athletic administration, assistant principals. And uh, I'll never forget the day that, you know, Ryan, we actually met at uh, Otter's Chicken in Kennesaw. And, and he was, you know, thinking about making that jump. And, you know, and he just had numerous questions on uh, making the right decision to get out of, uh, you know, getting out of basketball, you know, and I told him it's just, you know, obviously it's about impacting kids and, and, and schools and, and uh, you know, and where in basketball you can impact and then it's a great profession, but, you know, it's been so rewarding to kind of take this leap of faith, get into a more broader spectrum and, and have an impact on a, on a school in general. So, um, you know, so it's neat. So, you know, it's uh, your path, um, obviously very successful and, you know, we're a little bit behind you, but we're, um, you know, trying to grow every single day and, you know, and, and do good work for Paulding County as well. Well, I say the, the the biggest difference between our careers and where you guys are right now, you succeeded in your probably initial goal when you went into education, being a head coach. So, you know, that was one thing that, uh, like I said, I always had a desire. But, you know, hindsight, honestly, I probably would not have been a good head coach. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so I doubt that. And I, I remember when I when I reached out to you, Andy, I actually asked Mr. Colson, you know, I then as far as always trying to meet with him and he recommended you and, and John Kelly, one of my good friends. And man, it's just been a, it's been a blast. You, and I think you just never know who's watching you. And that's, that's kind of something else I want to transition into Mr. Cole is uh, when you're a superintendent, you always talk to me when I'd ask if those walls could talk at Waffle House where we always meet, you always talked about, you start your morning with greeting people at the central office, or if you were in a school, why did you do that? And then how powerful was that for your for your leadership and for your team? A uh, couple of things. One, I think it energized me. And, and that actually goes back to my time as an assistant principal. And it was just kind of the way things were arranged. The school I, I was at had mobile units in the front parking lot. So I was out there every morning basically directing traffic, helping open car doors and so forth. And so, you know, you really get to know people, you get to know students during that time. I remember at the end of the year, um, I had a parent to thank me uh, for calling their student by name. And that just had an impact on me. You know, he says, you don't know how important it is for him to 
have his name called every morning. So same thing, when I became a, a principal, I did the same thing. I just felt like it was important for parents to see me, for students to see me, you know, and as a school administrator, especially in an elementary school, it's a great opportunity to meet people, to meet students outside the office area, if that makes sense. Um, and then that just carried on, I think, as a superintendent, um, and, and as both you guys probably know, I'm, I'm an early bird anyway. So, um, you know, so I'd get to the office fairly early, get most, you know, get, get stuff, get my day planned out. And it was just, like I said, it energized me to take the time to go around, to just walk around. It's nothing else. Just stick my head in the offices, say good morning. A lot of it, like I said, I think energized me. But again, it goes back to those relationships and having the opportunity to talk to someone in a casual setting. And, you know, the superintendent, the position itself, people, uh, I, I guess people put it on a higher level sometimes. And honestly, I did not, I, that's not who I am. I did not want to be seen any different than anybody in my office, whether it was the custodian or, you know, the my assistant superintendents. We were, we were a team. And I think that was just important to, for me that my staff, my team saw me as one of them. I think that's so good. If you, if, if you're listening to Mr. Cole here, which I know everybody is, you never hear you talk about you a lot. You're it's always about other people. And it's just so good. How did you keep your family centered throughout your time as superintendent? How'd you keep them first? You were so you were so busy and challenging. And you know, I've heard you talk about going to Ty's band concerts over board meetings and and telling them up front or, you know, and I look at your life now, Candy and I, and, you, you know, you're living on the lake. You're still working, but you and Tara have a great marriage through all this. So how, how did you keep that? And then, you know, you had Riley's lacrosse. You're going all over the place on a plane to Maryland and here and there. And just how did you keep the main thing the main thing? Because, of course, everything else kind of fades away, but your family's still still always going to be there for all of us. So how, how did you, how did you do that? Well, I think, and, and I think both of you guys will be able to relate to this. First, you've got to have a spouse that supports what you do and they have to understand what you do. And so many times I think they, they sometimes take the burden of what, you know, because of what we're doing as far as the children. But I always wanted to make sure that I had time from a boys, I had a very understanding board. And just going back to, uh, you know, when the boys got into middle school, up until the time they started driving, I would take them to school every every Friday. And that was, you know, that was our time. We'd go to breakfast, we would drive. And I just remember one morning, one of my board members called and I answered the phone and Tyler was in, my oldest was in the car with me. My board member asked me, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking Tyler to school. He said, why are you answering the phone? I said, because you called. He goes, I don't care if I call you or who calls you. If you're spending time with your son, don't answer the phone. He said, you, he will remember the times that you were on the phone. He's not going to remember the times that you ignored that call. It cherished those times with him. And that, that was probably my first year as superintendent, to be honest. And that just really set in. Um, the other thing, too, and, and Tara, I've asked her that question many times, and she said, you didn't bring your work home with you. You know, you, you, it may be late when you got home. She said, when you got home, she said, you know, you had had a smile on your face and you loved us. 
you know, you took time uh, for us to figure out what's going on. So I think, again, it just goes back to not forgetting what's really important in your life. Work is important. But even as my boss now tells me, if you're not taking care of things at home, you can't take care of things at work. And, you know, family is, is so important. And, and, you know, I've, and I know I've told Ryan this and Andy, you know, I always worry about you young guys, especially in high school administration, because you have so many extracurricular activities that pull you away from your family. So, I mean, it is a strong balance and it has to be intentional that you take time for your wife and your, your family. I think that's great advice. And I'll, you know, just self-reflecting on that. I mean, that's probably the number one thing my wife said that I probably failed at is I was a workaholic and I've tried to get better at it. I've tried to get better at that balance, but, um, and, and I will self-admit I can work seven days a week. Um, you know, I would be at work at 6 AM if my wife would let me and I could stay here till wee hours of the night. Um, because, you know, in these jobs and, you know, kind of leads into my next question for you, but, you know, it's never finished. This job's never finished. Right. And, um, and, and so she has obviously been a, a coach's wife and now an administrator's wife and an athletic director's wife. She understands that if I'm out mowing the grass, then my phone's ringing, you know, and if it's my boss or, you know, somebody that she's going to come interrupt me because you just never know um, what that call is on the other end of that phone. No different when a board member's calling you, you know, you don't know what the purpose of that, of that call exactly. is. And, and you're always on call, but um, so that's, that's great advice. And I've tried to work on that. Uh, Ryan's a living testimony of that. I've learned a lot from him about learning how to balance those times. And, you know, and, and it's like my wife told me, she said, when you're home, I want you to be home. I want you to, you know, not just be there in the present, but, you know, we, we want you mentally and, and, you know, and, and paying attention to what's going on and, and, you know, for our kids' lives. So um, that's great advice. And especially to, to young people that are listening to this podcast that are coaches, administrators, and um, to be able to turn those things on and off and still be efficient at the same time and still to be able to accomplish everything that you need to do, um, you know, with your job. But leading into that question, you know, and that kind of goes with the stress of the job. So a lot of times I think, man, if I, if I take three hours off, that's three hours of emails piling up. That's three hours of, uh, you know, phone messages on my phone and people needing my attention to help solve their problems and their deals. So I, I can't even imagine. I, I really can't. I mean, I've always said that being in a, in a, a superintendent of a school system, um, I feel like I get 200 emails a day and, and can't get to them all sometimes. And uh, I mean, how do you deal with that stress? How do you deal with, you know, just everything that's weighed upon your shoulders um, in a role such that you had for a very long time and being successful with it? Um, well, I think it goes, I mean, it goes back. I mean, I think uh, for me, you know, whether, you know, whatever your beliefs are, you have to, I think with, there's a higher being that we all, you know, look up to. And, uh, you know, for me, it was it's spending quiet time. And I think both of you guys know, uh, during my time, once I became superintendent, my quiet time uh, in the morning really became, I, I started running. And I had, you know, so it, it, that would give me 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half in the morning to get my, get my mind together. Uh, and, and to be honest, we had some powerful moments just out there in, in the in the dark and the sky and the, the stars, you know, just thinking about things. 
it is hard. Um, it is hard. I mean, going back to balance, I mean, it, it, it is hard, but, but that is really, I think you have to have a stress reliever for me. It was that quiet time by myself, you know, it was being out there, being, being quiet. Um, probably one of the best, best vacations I ever took was on a cruise. And this was before you could even get, you know, internet on a cruise and, 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 it's twofold. It goes back to what you're you're talking about. You know, you're stressed. You, you when you think about it, you're stressed about what you're walking back into. But at the same time, you don't have it to to deal with at that time. Um, a, a lot of it, you know, you do work late. I mean, it's it's just like anything else that you guys deal with now. You really just have to prioritize uh, what you're doing. Um, and like I said, we all we all have different ways we we relieve our stress but you have to have something to to do that you know whether you know and, and, and as you know i mean spending time with your family is, is one of them but uh you always get those interruptions as well um but um but yeah i mean that's that's the, the stress is probably one of the more challenging things to deal with and like i said i think everybody deals with it differently um but for me like i said it was really that quiet time in the morning. Oh, stress and all the things that kind of lead me into my next question. When you talk about the good and bad times, the superintendent, it was mostly good. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, you're a living legend here. And, but I know there's some challenging times as well. What was the importance of communication during times of, of greatness and celebration, but also in the, in the times that are a little bit difficult? Yeah. Well, I think, and, and, and I think communication today is different. I mean, when I left in 17, social media was really just starting to to pick up. I mean, we'd had, you know, uh, Facebook. And I think we had just got on Twitter at the time. I'm not even sure how much Instagram was around. But communication to me is, is so vital. The biggest thing is you want, it, 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 whether it's in, involved in curriculum, school closes, whatever, um, you, you, you want to be the deliverer, deliverer of that message. You know, you're, you want that message coming from, from your, your office, from the school district. You don't want somebody out there creating that message for you, you know, because they, of hearsay or whatever. Um, and it also goes, I think it builds trust. You know, unfortunately, I think there's so much distrust in, you know, schools today, which is very unfortunate. But I think, you know, the communication and the and sometimes it was honest, brutal communication. I think, you know, that helps build that trust. Um, you know, some, some of the and, and honestly, I think, you know, two things stand in my mind and 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 uh, was when we had to make budget cuts. And Ryan, I can't remember when you came to the district, but you know, 2010. I mean, it was uh, it, it was very challenging, but it was important that everyone knew why we were having to do the things that we did, and that was internal and external. Uh, probably one of the that. So that was that was one of the more challenging times. The other is, uh, to be honest with you, a snowmageddon. Um, you know, it was probably, you know, we had a board meeting that morning and we finished up about 11 o'clock. And at that point, we, the snow was already sticking to the roads. And what people don't understand to uh, get all your buses together and get them staged, it's, it's a 
two, three hour process at best, just, you know, at the last minute. Um, and, you know, so, so again, with the, the inclement weather, you know, um, we just tried to keep people updated, you know, even with, uh, and that night it was a community. I mean, it was, you know, the chamber was helping us, the Paulding County Sheriff's, the Paulding County maintenance people that, but, you know, we just had to get that information out. Like I said, sometimes the message, the communication is not what you want it to be, but you've got to communicate to people, let them know what you're doing, why you're doing it. And again, like I said, I just think it builds, you know, one, an open communication and also provides people to give you some feedback and build that trust. Yeah, I remember Snowmageddon like it was yesterday. I was uh, never forget Jason Freeman and I were um, trying to figure out a way to get into the um, kitchen to to get some chicken fingers yeah. out to to feed the handful of kids we still had there. And uh, I told him nowhere near is it the same role as being the captain of a ship that's going down in a sinking water. But uh, I knew that I had a two wheel drive truck at the time, and every minute uh, it was it was looking more and more that I was going to be spending the night at that school. Um, so it's fun. It's, we can laugh about it now, but obviously yeah. during the time it was uh, extremely scary. And I remember the, uh, sitting there listening to the, uh, radio frequency with the bus yeah. drivers and that was horrible. Everything. It was horrible and everything yeah. that they had to go through. So, um, yeah, very challenging times. Um, so one of the questions I love asking this of leaders, um, you know, there's all different answers to this, but, um, what's your overall philosophy uh, of leadership? You know, that's just something I think that our listeners, that people that listen in and tune into this, um, each time we have a podcast is, you know, they're just ingrained about learning about leadership. Yeah. You know, I think mine's probably basic, uh, to be honest with you, probably very simple. And, and both you guys are, are great relationship builders. Uh, I think that's something that comes naturally with coaches so many times. But to me, you know, you've, you've got to build those relationships. And, you know, and, and from my perspective as a superintendent, you know, you, you have to build those relationships. You know, you hire good people. You trust people to do their job. You let people do their job. Um, and then, you know, you at the same time, you have to have trust in those people in the job that they're doing, but also in their honest feedback. Uh, because, uh, you know, sometimes I'd come up with something and some of my uh, some of my leadership team tell me that that's a crazy idea. You know, we talk through it. But or have you thought about this? So I think the leadership is really, again, I think you have to know yourself. You have to understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Uh, for me, I always tried to put people around me that was in awe, that were smarter, more intelligent than I was, that had different skill set than I did. I can even remember, again, a board member asked me at one point, uh, are you worried about your job? I said, what do you mean? And the board member said, well, you have three people on your leadership team that won't that want to be superintendent and probably can be superintendent. And uh, I just, I, I remember telling this person, well, right now that's the least of my worries if they want to step into this role, but you know, I have enough trust in them to know that, that they're not going to do anything behind my back. Um, and I don't know if you guys, and I think the video one year I used it during our pre-planning, I think it's called the, the lead, the, dancing guy or uh i can't remember uh the long hang on man let me see leadership lessons from the dancing guy google that sometimes youtube that 
and it's it's a silly video, but it it's all about leadership. I mean, it's it's like at a music festival, and this one guy gets up there shirtless and starts dancing, and they you know considered him the 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 nut basically. But then in a in a couple of minutes, it talks about leadership. So being a leader, you have to be brave enough to be out expose yourself basically. And then, you know, somebody else comes and joins him and then two more come and join him. So as a leader, you have to have people that trust you and that are going to follow you down this road wherever you're going. Uh, make a long story short, by the end of the video, everybody's out there dancing with him. But, you know, so as a leader, you have to put yourself out there. You have to have people that believe in you. Um, and, you know, you have to have people to go along with you because it, it doesn't matter what we do in the school district. And, and you guys understand this. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. And I think the other thing people have to remember in a leadership role, it's not about you. You know, it, it's not about you. It's it, it's it's about the, you know, the outcome, the goals. That's so good. And I think uh... So many times, and I wrote this down. I'm sitting here taking notes. I know I'll listen to this 10 more times, but gosh, you you wrote down here. When I hear you speak, I've just been in awe for years. I'm so glad John connected us so many years ago, John Kelly, but there's no ego with you. And I think you've mentioned this before as we kind of transition to our last question. Some people struggle when they get out of being a superintendent and go to a different role or retire, or, or maybe it's a head coach. They go do something different or retire if they have egos because it's, it's, it's about them, but it really is. And the more people know about you, they know it's not about you. And you look at, you know, Andy mentioned Jason Freeman. He, he kind of carries that same leadership mm -hmm. style and, and, and Steve and those guys, but any advice for leaders who are listening right now about just being genuine, just being authentic, any, anything that you would just pass on to, to people. Cause I think we wanted to have you on the show because we love you. First of all, but more importantly, to send ripples to people and, and touch and touch people. Just any advice that you would just just speak to them. Um, really, I think the biggest thing is just remember where you came from. Um, you know, the people around you, we all, you know, put our pants on the same way every day. Um, and like I said, you, you can't do you can't do it by yourself. And you really never know where your paths are going to cross again. So, you know, my, my thing was you always treat people with respect. Um, I remember even uh, had a, a former uh, associate superintendent for human resources tell me one time, um, you can fire somebody, but you don't have to take away their dignity. And that just kind of stands out. I mean, you treat people with respect. You don't forget where you came from. Um, you know, I, I'm, honestly, I'm just a simple guy. I mean, that's that's the way I see myself. Uh, and it is. It's interesting because you do in, in in the role as a superintendent, you do go from being that person. And when you walk into a room, all eyes are on you or you can't go out in the community. With, uh, you know, it's kind of like being a, uh, in your role in your your community. Uh, but when you step away from it, you know, for me, it was it was great uh, because. I've got a friend that's in uh, uh, another business, but we used to do business together. He would he would say, uh, "You're a nobody to me. You 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 can't help me anymore." And he meant it as a compliment. Um, and you know, and that's that's fine. I I enjoy where I am in life. I had seven great years, in my opinion, as a superintendent. You know, and it was one of those things too, where you have to realize 
as a leader, it doesn't matter what you, what decision you make, somebody's not going to be happy with you. And, and, and unfortunately in the school business, probably half the people are not going to be happy, happy with it, but you just have to go on, you know, what your beliefs are, your morals, and, and don't stray from that. You do what's, you know, especially in the roles that you are in now, you do what's best for children. And, you know, and what people forget sometimes is we accept children, all children. We, we're not selective of who we accept to educate. And uh, I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's just so important that you remember where you came from and remember your purpose of being there. And that's so powerful. I think uh, you just mentioned it and you, you never know who's watching. I've never told you this. It's just uh, when I first came over to Paulding, you know, I've been, been here for a long time. Andy's been here for a long time, but I remember John talking about you like, yeah, he, he takes his kids to uh, breakfast every Friday. I'm like, Oh, I'll, I want to do that. And so for Ava Bray, I've took her to breakfast every Friday, Bryce every Friday. She's getting out of it now. She's getting too cool, but man, it, you just never know those little things that you do. They affected your kids, but they impacted my kids. And it's just, somebody's always watching. And it's just, uh, that's, that's just really good. This is gold. And uh, we can't thank you enough for, for being on the show today. It's just, uh, it just means the world. Andy, you got anything to add to that? We got about one minute. <laughs> no, I just, just to wrap it up on my end, just thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done for the Paulding County School District, everything you do for all the employees and, um, you know, I've spent 18 years of my career in this district. I left, came back, got smart. Um, and so I love it. You know, Ryan and I both live here. Our kids go to school here. And, um, and I, I just, it really, you know, sometimes you have to go away to come back to understand, you know, yeah. what's important. And, and, uh, yeah, we just like any school district, we have our issues, but man, what a great place to work and great yeah, place to raise a family. And, and, um, and so we, we were just honored that you're able to jump on here. And, and again, just one last time, thank you for everything. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's great seeing you guys and, and just talking to you. I know that Paulding County school district's in great hands because of, of people like you. And I've known both of you guys for a long time. I have the greatest respect for both of you. And, and I just, I know great things are going to continue to come from you guys. So thank you for what you do every day. Uh, thank you. And it, mean, it means the world you were here. Go enjoy that lake. And for all our listeners who are here, we just want to thank you and tell you we're up to about $12,000 as we continue to raise awareness and, and raise funds for kids who need hearing aids and hearing, hearing impairments. So we're so thankful for you. And if you want to give, we have a link in the show notes and uh, just to go out and have a great day. Awesome.